0: Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be
1: sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you are not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and
0: energy to move ahead with confidence because that's what real friends do they provide love support and space for one another to share without judgment speak without hesitation and to learn from each other even when we don't agree and with that let's dive in Nicole we're okay. back <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to you you've been traveling yeah. I have been traveling. Thank you for the space and grace while I was on the road, so to speak. It feels funny saying on the road when I live on an island because I'm like on every other mode of transport except for the road. <laughs> <laughs> Boats and planes and all that good stuff. But it feels great to be back in Puerto Rico. I went to San Diego to visit my family and I got to do an amazing camping trip in Joshua Tree, which is one of my favorite places on Earth is just so peaceful and beautiful there, and there's no internet, so you're kind of forced to give it a rest, <laughs> which that feels is good.
1: So cool, yeah. I looked at your photos. I'd never been to Joshua Tree, and it just looks, it almost looks like you're on another planet. It's super, it's very arid. Obviously, it's desert, right?
0: yes yeah Uh uh-huh i know it really does like when you're driving through it you even feel that way a little bit like you were dropped into a movie set or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah the trees were like otherworldly like i was really
1: enjoying all your instas
0: yeah fun fact so the joshua tree you only find it in super specific uh climates and altitudes and that's why they i mean you don't there's only like I don't even think there's a handful of places in the world that these can grow because they have to have like a very specific um, climate and again, altitude and all of that. So that's why like when you see that and, and also the rock formations that are there, it's just super unique to this location, which it's like three and a half hours from San Diego. So you do feel like you're in a completely different world, but it's very easy to get to from Southern California. That is cool. You know, I just I didn't even
1: make the connection when I was looking at those trees. That that's why the place is called Joshua Tree. <laughs> 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 I must have just had a moment where I didn't realize that. I feel like I regret now not having visited when we were living in San Diego.
0: I mean, I'm sure I missed out I was going to ask you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you an Omar campers? No. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, that's, pro- that's another reason why you were probably like, no, I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about, like, I always feel that you have to, you like camping. If you're a person who likes camping, it's because you've had experience as a child growing Mm. going camping I don't know if it's an acquired taste because I've tried to go camping as an adult and I never did go camping as a child and I just no, I can't do it Mm. I don't like it
0: (laughs) opt out (laughs) but did
1: you go camping as a child
0: I did yeah yeah I think you're right I mean I feel like a lot of people that I talk to who enjoy camping have been doing it for quite some time but Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone I know who didn't go as a child um, and who loves it. But, you know, nowadays there's like so many opportunities to do like glamping and you can rent cabins and have air conditioning and heating and like all this crazy stuff. So, I mean, not so much in Joshua Tree, but well, you know. Depends on where, what part of Joshua Tree you go to. But for the most part, it's tent camping. Okay. Um, and you can sneak in an RV here and there if you're really, you know, want to go the extra mile. <laughs> okay.
1: I suppose it's the first, my first experience camping was as an adult. And I was so inexperienced that I remember I blew up my mattress near the campfire. And oh, no. yeah, so obviously the little... What do you call them, A little flex from the from the fire must have um, hit my mattress, right? So I blew it up, went to sleep, and then within like a couple of hours, like I was so tired, I I actually fell asleep. But then, within a couple of hours, I'm like, "Why is the ground so hard? Why am I on rocks?" And it had totally deflated oh, within a couple. No. And then a I looked, spark <laughs> burned a hole in it. Spark, huh? yeah. and I was, oh like, goodness! Yeah, rookie mistake, right? But I didn't know. No one
0: told me. <laughs> Blow your mattress up further away from the fire. <laughs> that is that. I mean, it was definitely not funny at the time, but hindsight. <laughs> yeah. So that's my experience. Oh, so we're talking about traveling today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are talking about traveling. So that was a great segue into it. I mean, traveling has got to be very, very high, if not at the top of my favorite things to do. I love traveling so much. I know you do too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just feel so blessed to I I've had so many incredible opportunities to travel, as I know you have, and you've lived in multiple different countries. And the experience from that, I just feel is unlike you. It's very hard to recreate that type of experience where you're in a different culture, totally different surroundings, meeting people who are, you know, very different to you. And um, the things that you learn when you travel, I think, are just very far-reaching so I'm excited to talk about this today well we just talked about like my camping experience and how that is definitely not your ideal vacation (laughs) so I'm kind of curious to hear um, as we dive into today's chat what would be your ideal vacation yeah so definitely not camping that's
1: (laughs) And I definitely not – it's funny, I'm not a beach person. I grew up by the beach. I love the beach. But a beach vacation is not my ideal vacation. I'm a city person. I love trips where I'm immersed in a city. I get to visit places like museums, temples, galleries, cafes. I don't know. I feel like I like being in a city that's bustling. Yeah. Um, and I find it really hard to – it's because I find it hard to relax so when people will say oh you know my ideal vacation is just to lie on a beach for a week I start to get really antsy I'm like oh I don't know if I can do that I can't want well, yeah I don't love it but I have started to learn to relax more and enjoy those types of trips but it's not my ideal
0: what's what's yeah. your ideal well, I, w- I I will share. in just a second, I wonder if um, the whole beach thing is. You, do you think it has something to do with the fact that you did grow up? That uh, you, I mean, you grew up with a beach, mm. so to you, like it's not really super. Like you've yeah. been there, and and you like, you were around it a lot. I don't know. I wonder. It's funny. I, I don't know if I've ever thought of about that. It's probably is the reason why it's mm.
1: not. So appealing not 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 that it's not appealing because I do love the beach but it's I guess yeah if you've probably grown up somewhere landlocked then you're not obviously as exposed to the sea the ocean whatever then yeah it's going to be much more appealing interesting
0: hmm. yeah i i kind of got to thinking that because John and I were in Fiji a couple of years ago and i'd never been to Fiji before and it's absolutely beautiful and the culture yeah. is one of like my favorite cultures to be immersed in because they are such incredible humans and so nice and so welcoming. And they have so many different traditions that Mm -hmm. were so fun to learn about. But living in Puerto Rico, you know, there were some times where we were walking around and looking around and we're like, well, it kind of feels like we're in Puerto Rico right now. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I kind of got to thinking like maybe that has something to do with it. But I could totally see your point on you know the whole relaxation thing there's some quote or something along the lines of like don't get a job that you feel like you have to take a vacation from or something like that Mm -hmm. or maybe it's maybe it's don't live a life you feel like you have to take a vacation from but in any case I also feel like when I travel I love that adventure and I Mm -hmm. love the museums and I love walking my goal when I travel is to walk like 15,000 steps a day Mm -hmm. and just like you know see everything and uh, I I also feel like because I have the opportunity to quote unquote relax whenever I want to mm. due to being an entrepreneur and running my own business and and all of that that um yeah going and laying on the beach I'm like no I want to like go explore and yeah. <laughs> there's there's certainly a time and a place for laying on the beach don't get me wrong I love that too but I'm with you I would I would much rather be like in the hustle and bustle and and going through a city and jumping on public transportation and you know hopping like I'm such a sucker for those sightseeing bus tour thingies we did that in Sydney (laughs) we we jumped on one into Sydney from was it Bondi Beach? yeah probably does that make sense? yeah probably would we have hopped on one of those in Bondi and gone to Sydney? yeah gone from Bondi to the city Yeah. yeah oh and it was so cool because I, okay here's the reason why i love it is because typically john and i travel and we'll hop around a lot like every four days or so so that we can hit as many places as possible and um, we are definitely not like necessarily like the tourist trap type of people mm-hmm. but those buses take you to so many different places in such a short period of time so it's a great way to be able to see a lot in a little little time span
1: Yeah. Okay. It's funny because I would be not inclined to do one of those trips because like you said, oh, I have this judgy like, oh, package tourism. No, no, no. I think the Australian mindset has always been very independent traveler, just go it alone. Um, So anything that feels too packaged and too touristy, just automatically feels like mm-mm, not my style of vacation. But I know that sounds really judgy because there's a place for those um, types of organized trips and tours. And there might be a reason you're doing that because you're short on time. And so it's actually an efficient way to travel. But I've always been like, mm-mm. No, not for me.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm with you. I hear you. Uh, We're we're big like Rick Steves people too. Do you you follow Rick Steves? Oh my gosh, Uncle Rick! I and I always Ah. (laughs) always call
1: him Uncle Rick because he's like the person you want you wish he was your real uncle. Oh, we love Rick yeah, Staves. Yeah. He's awesome. I know.
0: He's so great. And he is I mean that's kind of like our back door, right, to mm-hmm. doing like getting to see a lot but not necessarily doing it through like group tours and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So, what he's
0: done yeah. for travel though is incredible because he understand. he's a very
1: independent, you know, very worldly, very open-minded guy. But he's obviously made this offering to his audience who are probably a little bit fearful of traveling and not used to mm. being super adventurous. And he really understands yeah. his audience and he's offered, you know, these package tours, these group tours that can initiate in a way a group of people who otherwise wouldn't be so adventurous or or risky so you know hats off to him for doing that but you kind of like feel that's not his actual real style of traveling Um, yeah 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 i could talk rick if you're listening we love you oh my gosh (laughs) one of the people i really want to meet (laughs) please oh has has do you travel differently now as i know you alluded to being an entrepreneur and how it's different
0: was it different when you were in a were in a day job, when you were in a career? big time yeah, I, and I think that that's for multiple reasons. I think number one, I'm no longer on the same budget that I was mm-hmm. when I was relying on a paycheck, so mm-hmm. that makes a big difference. um and we are not super spendy travelers. It's just the ability to you know maybe spend a little bit more in one place. Then I would have otherwise. That kind of makes that a different experience. Um, and then I would say the other thing is time, time and money. Right now mm. we have the time to travel as much as we want, and I can so distinctly remember in a job, you know, I had two weeks of vacation. Now is it? And two and weeks. I had grandpa, two that's, weeks. That's, that's nothing. I feel like that is so short. And it's nothing when you consider the fact that in in those days, I've all of my grandparents have passed now on, mm-hmm. on both sides. But when I was in corporate and I only had two weeks vacation, I had two sets of grandparents in different states. Both of them were in different states from each other and in a different state than me and my parents and my sister. And... So pretty much all of those 2 weeks was like we're going to go see one set of grandparents in the summer in Minnesota, we're going to go see the other set of grandparents around Christmas time in Arizona. And like so I never I I honestly never really got to take vacations. Don't get me wrong, I obviously wanted to spend time with my family and that was yeah, great. Yeah. But travel has changed drastically for me since becoming an entrepreneur. Wow, yeah. so you never so you could never really
1: kind of dream about okay I wanted like you didn't have a list of places that you wanted
0: to hit every every time you had a trip that you could take right you know I, I will say like living in San Diego and a reason that I love Southern California so much is that you have really easy access to a lot of places mm. um, in terms of other countries and stuff yeah no I didn't because it, it was so unattainable for me and I think that that's that that's the case for a lot of people is it's just simply unattainable to think Mm -hmm. about traveling to other countries and I speak from somebody growing up in the states I think that that's a really common thing Um, you know we treat vacation very uh, in the corporate world vacation Mm -hmm. is treated very differently than it is in other countries and um, just the availability or the idea that you would be able to be like a world traveler is just not the way that that a lot of people are brought up in the states they don't think
1: yeah I'd say that that's quite different to the way I feel I was brought up and the way Australians in general, I'm going to just generalise here, Australians think about travelling. And I don't know if it's because we are quite far away from the rest of the world. We always feel like we're quite, you know, distant from everywhere else. And so, you know, this idea that when Australians pick up and leave they go for a long time, you know, you see the backpackers uh, roaming around Mm -hmm. the world for, you know, weeks on end. So, the idea is that, yeah, as soon as you can, you take off and you take off for as long as possible. Whereas, I yeah, I remember talking to, you know, Americans and being in the States, it was a different kind of mentality about traveling. Like, you know, when I grew up, it was like, I couldn't wait. I remember my first job when I was like, as soon as I could start working, um, when I was still in high school, i knew that I was saving towards that first trip that I would be able to make on my own. And mm. so from the age of like 15 to 19, when I finally, you know, got to travel on my own and take that first trip, I was saving for four years, just putting as much money away wow. as I could.
0: Well, and how how about in university? Because I remember in college – I met a lot of people from other countries who were in the states who were doing, you know, study abroad or like a lot of people from kind of like UK, Ireland would come and work summers where I mm-hmm. lived and I always thought like wow, this is so awesome that these people are doing this. I don't remember I I very distinctly remember exactly one time when I was in college, I walked by a bulletin board and there was a flyer talking about study abroad. That's literally the only time in my four years of college that it it wasn't even really presented to me. I just saw a flyer and it kind of got me thinking like, I wish I would have studied abroad in college so bad, but it's not even really promoted, I guess, for a lack of a better way to describe it. (laughs) What about in high school? Do you study second language? Um, Yes. So second language was always a thing. And in college, too, it was part of the requirement. As far as I can remember, I was very fluent in Spanish. But in terms of, oh, when I was in the eighth grade, our eighth grade trip, and for the first time ever, the middle school they always took a trip to to Washington D.C. Okay. because that was around the time that you're like learning a lot about politics and stuff. You know, you go see the White House and all this stuff. Um, for the first year ever, when I was in eighth grade, we went to London, and so Did you, I London I London. Had, Yeah, London, London. Because I know in the States
1: there are so many places that have the same name. Venice, wait, Venice, Italy or Venice, uh, LA, like Florida. Florida, Florida, Venice, Florida, exactly. It's confusing. Yeah,
0: Yeah, actual London, like UK. So that was your first trip Um, overseas? That was my first trip overseas. And that was, uh, I remember thinking, holy moly, what an insane opportunity that in the eighth grade I'm getting to go on this trip. And that was kind of my first eye opening, like, oh my goodness, there's so much more than what's in my own backyard. (laughs) Back to what I was saying before those weekend, like I was talking about Southern California and being in such close proximity to like so many weekend trips. Mm -hmm. So what I was planning in, in my day jobs and stuff was like, a weekend trip to Las Vegas, a weekend trip to northern California, a weekend trip. So, I was traveling a, I was traveling a lot and I was planning a lot, but it was always like where can I go starting Friday afternoon and be back Sunday. So, it was oh. never like you know let me fly to europe or i mean australia was like hands off because it'd take as long to get there as what time i had available (laughs) um but yeah how about you how has travel changed
1: for you oh you made me think of like when i was in high school and i've got this like really sad you know was it oliver twist kind of story like poor Mm -hmm. poor poor little nicole (laughs) Aww. Oh, I know. Ready for a little, little <laughs> sa- stop story? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so because I studied languages when I was in high school from like the age of, from the eighth grade, um, I was really, that's where I think the seed was planted that, oh, there's this world to discover. Like I was studying French, Spanish, Italian. I was like, and it was, they were all so far away from Australia. So I had these dreams of like, and, you know, studying in, from like these textbooks that were still like referencing, um, it just feels so like, you know, ancient for some reason, but textbooks yeah. that would <laughs> reference like hitchhiking, you know, in the Alps and like no one hitchhikes now. <laughs> right. But it'd be like, Oh, this is it was very like kind of hippie kind of travel, um, you know, anecdotes in these, in these textbooks that we'd be like learning languages from. So I had all these ideas and, there was an opportunity for language students to go and study with a host family in any country. Like I remember this was particularly for French students. So you could go anywhere that spoke French. So Belgium, France, and they were taking, it was like through this club where they were taking, you know, applications, they would interview you. And if you're a good, suitable candidate, you'd be selected and you'd, you know, be able to to make your way and be placed in a host family. And I, of course, it wasn't free, right? It was probably subsidised in a much less, not very expensive trip because you're going to be with a host family, right? But you still had to pay for the flight. You still had to pay for, you know, other expenses. And I knew at the time there's no way my parents could afford something like that. I was still only like 13, 14 at the time. And I thought, but I still really, I just, you know, wanted to follow through with this, with this dream that I had. So I w- showed up for the interview. I performed really, really well. They were like, oh, you are the ideal candidate. You know, we'd love to place you in this family. And I was like, awesome. And then at the end, we're like, okay, well, these are the requirements. You know this is approximately what it would cost, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen, but thank you anyway. (laughs) I just, it it feels like, why did I do that? But I I remember going for that interview, just really excited. Maybe there's a glimmer of hope that I can go to, you know, live overseas for a little bit of time. Anyway, not to like, you know, make it more dramatic and melodramatic than it is, but all to say that, for me, the seed was planted pretty early on. And so, okay. you know, when I couldn't go, you know, because my parents couldn't, like, you know, provide that experience, I thought, okay, well, I'll just start saving my own money. And so I did. I saved. And by the age of – my first trip was when I was 19. And I went to Italy. I went to Germany and Greece. And I met up with a friend. So I was I, that was my first year at uni, uh, wow. first year of college. So that was my first trip.
0: Well, I mean, I think back to being like 13 or 14 and I would like lose it if I couldn't do a sleepover at my friend's house. So I can only imagine how you were feeling when you had your sights set on this amazing trip and come to find out that it wouldn't be able to happen. But I mean, what an amazing experience to push you to say, all right. I want this. I'm going to start saving for it. Like it gave you yeah. a reason why, like why to work hard, yeah. why to save money. And yeah. yeah. No, so I, I think I, I, you know, I jokingly say that it's, you know,
1: the teary and tear jerking moment, but it's not, it's just really, or it's all in my head. But, um, but yeah, you're right. It's a good experience to have to, to set those goals. So going back to, uh, I wanted to ask you before, and I started to ask you, and then we went on a tangent, how is traveling different now that you're an entrepreneur versus when you were in a in a job? Has your perspective changed? Is it to do with being an entrepreneur? Or is it to do more with the experiences you've gained traveling more?
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I would say it's a bit of both, right? Because... The experiences that I've been able to have are certainly because of the fact that I now have financial and lifestyle freedom to be able to pick up and, and go for weeks or months at a time. Um, but I deeply believe that my travel experiences have you know shaped a lot of my mindset and my perspective and how I view the world. So um, my perspective has changed. Um Was it more like you wanted to travel for,
1: like you said in the beginning, like, did you want to travel for, like, just to take a break from work? And so it's more a vacation versus now it's like I'm seeking travel experiences that I can learn and grow from. And it's not so much about, I just need to, you know, shut off from work and and not think about work.
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent. Some of the first trips that I took as, Actual, quote unquote, vacations, like requesting time off from work and then getting on a plane. And like, funny enough, some of my very first vacations were those beach vacations. I went to Jamaica. I went to Dominican Republic. um, And those were very much like I I was basically trying to escape Like I said before, I was, I was that quote, I was escaping life and my job, um, and trying to seek out, you know, something completely different and to just relax and not have to think about anything and get away from my job. I view travel now as a part of my life and a part of my experiences. And I think that it makes me a a better, um, person. Absolutely. Mm And I also think that it creates, you know, fuller perspective when it comes to my work too, because I feel like I approach, you know, certainly as I'm preparing for trips, you know, I approach my work differently. And while we travel, I'm approaching my work differently. And when we come back from a trip, I'm approaching my work differently. And, um, you know, all of those experiences and those interactions and, and the learning that you do while you travel, I feel like it just continues to, to give me um, new perspective on how things work differently in different areas of the world, how people mm. might experience things differently in different parts of the world. And, and I think that that overall just creates better experiences overall yeah. like for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, yeah, no, I was, I, I just
1: couldn't wait like I lived my whole year when I was teaching was geared towards like saving up for that big trip. And it would always happen obviously because teachers have long summers. So it would happen in the summertime wherever I was in the world and the summers would be different if I'm in the Northern hemisphere and Southern hemisphere, but either way, I've got this huge chunk of time and I'm going to literally take that whole time off to, to travel. So there were always these really long extended trips to different um Uh, countries. And, and I would be completely immersed in like, I remember just completely shutting off work, not thinking about work. I felt like I was a different person when I was on these trips. It's a weird thing to say, but I just felt so free. And I felt like this is kind of the way I want to live my life, which is, it's interesting because at that time I felt like I was fully immersed in those trips that I would take in between, um, teaching academic teaching is uh, the year. Right. And now as a business owner, and I think you do this really well. And I want to talk to you about this. I find it harder to be so fully immersed wherever I am in on that trip, vacation, travel, whatever you want to call it, because I haven't fully switched off from work. So it's crazy. I, th- I feel like it's a trade. It's almost like a trade-off, right? When I was in a job, I would take these long trips. I'd be fully like into the culture and just maximizing every single day, minute that I was there. And now I can have so much more freedom to your point. We can have more freedom. We can take time off whenever we want. We're not bound by, you know, the calendar or requesting time off and all of that. And yet I, I, feel like my, it's not that I haven't had great vacations and trips and travel, but I still don't feel like I'm completely unplugged from work. So, Mm. and I know- The responsibility is totally different, right? Yeah. So is that, yeah. I mean, that has to do with owning a business, right? Right. I mean, but you do it, you do it well. I feel you have really figured out how to unplug and be
0: totally immersed. Or um, is that, am I mis- maybe- Mm. no I I do feel that way I do feel like we've done uh, a really great job at kind of like coaching ourselves into that because I mean it certainly wasn't always that way let's see we launched the business John launched the business September 2012 and our first uh, like legitimate vacation was May of 2014 so almost two years later after we launched the business however That first vacation that we took, it was two weeks and we completely unplugged. Like We forced ourselves offline. Mm. We did not check email. We didn't go on the internet. We did not respond to anyone. We were not on social media, like nothing. Um, And we let our audience know that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. We shared the entire journey with them. We said, hey, look, we're doing this. We're kind of challenging ourselves to completely unplug from the business. We've been like going really hard for almost two years now and we're going to go ahead and see what happens when we take off for two weeks and we created a emergency email account that we only shared with our virtual team members with Uh our team Um, we didn't even share it with our family (laughs) and we told our team we are checking this email one time per day only send a message there if it is like our business is breaking. <laughs> right. And yep. they were like, all right, got it, we'll do. We did not receive one email the entire time. Everything went beautifully. Like it was so incredible to come back from that. And and both of us were, of course, you know, nervous to an extent Mm -hmm. of like, what's what's about to happen? We're about to leave our business and to your point, fully immerse ourselves in this trip and not worry about what's going on or feel like we have to be online or wondering if our customers are happy or any yeah. of that. Uh, I mean, of course, like we want all of that to be true. Yeah. But the whole point was that we set our business up to act that way, even if we aren't there. And we proved to ourselves on that trip that we could make that happen. And once we proved to ourselves that we could make that happen, it was just a matter of continuing to improve that process, to continue to improve the systems that we have, continue to improve our team. And, uh, and, and we sort of challenged ourselves each trip thereafter to, um, kind of up the ante, if you will. I mean, after that two week trip, the next year we did a three week trip and the year after that we did a five week trip. And the year after that we did like a 12 week trip. So we continued kind of like testing those boundaries, However, the only trip that we ever took that was fully um, offline, like not connected, was that very first one since we always check in and and Mm -hmm. we've got our finger on the pulse. But I think that, you know, our, our systems and team and again, the way that we function leading up to a trip allows us to do very minimal work when we're traveling. And and yeah. we typically, you know, just for personal preference, we set it up so that a couple hours in the morning, we're going through, we're doing our full sweep, and then the rest of the day and the evening is like for exploring and, and doing all that other stuff that we talked about. But we have very intentionally and purposefully set our business up to act in this way. Um, so I, I want to travel, right? Because right, this is a part right. of
1: the experiences that you want to have and the lifestyle you want to have. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I, I only say that to point out that like, just because you're an entrepreneur and you run a business doesn't mean that you get to like, you know, go off and travel. Like not all entrepreneurial businesses are even location independent. Right, you yeah. have to be intentional about setting your business up that way if that's what you want it to be. And, and it can very easily happen to where, you know, you get carried away with building more and launching more and having a bigger team and, and doing more yeah. stuff and, and doing different stuff, which is not a bad thing, but to be conscious of the fact that that could be, you know, detrimental to having a business where you can travel and you can, you know, be offline and, and do all that other stuff. But, you know, I mm-hmm. also, I really do think that like some of those challenges that we gave ourselves in the, in the early days kind of like set us up for being able to take these trips and 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 feel comfortable with you know going for an afternoon and and not like worrying about yeah. any fires or anything like that.
1: I love that. So yeah, you you guys did that really early on and that really did set the tone. Do you still have that every time you do you have that emergency
0: email address is that still no, no. not okay. anymore <laughs> we I, do mean, actually, I mean actually I mean ha- I haven't I haven't checked that email in <laughs> how since 2014 I wonder what's in there
1: <laughs> oh that's funny so it does actually still exist but you haven't checked it we yeah, have a whatsapp yeah. system so when the times that we have traveled and we do want to switch off for a certain amount of time It will, yeah. And Omar's line is always like, if the aliens take over, then you know, messages (laughs) here and so. But WhatsApp is still, you know, an app that you're going to use to connect with other people. So. You know, I like that. That's why I like that idea of the emergency inbox because you're, that's not part of your normal routine. So some of the mm-hmm. things that we do is like we'll shut off all the notifications or remove, delete all the apps on our phone that connect us to the team, whether it's Slack, Basecamp. So we don't get any of those notifications. But, you know, WhatsApp is still one of those apps that we'll use. So I think that's a really good good, good move. No, you've done that really well. And, and you're right. Like as, as you, the, your business changes, the team grows you know, maybe the products and offerings and, and all of that evolves, it does impact the ability to completely shut off or how long you can shut off for. That's why I thought, you know, very different to the way I used to travel when I was a student, when I was a teacher, which would be these long stints. Now I almost prefer to be able to do what you do, fully unplug and I'd be happier with a shorter trip. I'd, you know, these these four week, five weeks, six weeks trip, six week trips that I used to take just seem like mm, probably not a possibility now. I know we talked about the eight week experiment that we did, but see, we were yes. working, so I don't, I don't kind of mm-hmm. consider that the same as when I, you know, used to travel for those long periods of time. But those are, so yeah, I. So what I was saying is that I prefer probably shorter, more immersive. Uh, experiences where you know I can be fully unplugged
0: do you think that if you were able to find uh, maybe another way to unplug for longer periods of time that then you would want to travel for longer periods of time like is it business dependent or do you just feel like that's kind of your travel max either way
1: if I have the possibility again in the future to take longer trips would I do them Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like if I told you that you could take an eight week trip and that business wasn't going to be a stressor during those eight weeks, would you still want to travel for eight weeks? Or is that just like altogether, no matter business, like it would just be too long? Oh, that's such a good question because I always thought like, no, eight weeks
1: would, you know, that the longer, the better, right? Like there's no way that I would ever say the shorter, the better. But I feel on that eight week trip, Six weeks was the max. I don't know if it was because we, you know, we were traveling with these. We basically did carry on. And so we did the whole capsule wardrobe just – and literally I got so sick of wearing the same things over and over (laughs) again for way. I was just like, I think it was literally just my wardrobe that I was so fed up with. I was like, okay, I can't do it for beyond six weeks. Like it has to, (laughs) I'm done. And I wonder too, I did travel a lot when I was a student. I traveled a lot as a teacher. I almost feel, I feel very lucky that I gave myself those experiences. I mean, I remember when, I remember when Facebook first launched, there was this app or there was this thing inside of Facebook where you were able to log all the trips all the countries and the cities that you'd been to this was super Mm. early days right I think it was about connecting people and sharing experiences right so but I remember doing that and Tracking, like, oh, at that time, I'm, sorry, I'm talking like 2009, I'd already seen about 220 cities.
0: Wow. Which I felt was quite a lot
1: at the time, that you know. That is a lot. That's yeah, awesome. I can't remember the number of countries, but I thought, okay, I've, I've, I've given, like, travel a good go already, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I suppose you're going to have a different desire depending on how much travel you've already done. So I feel like because I've been quite fortunate and have done a lot of Mm -hmm. traveling that I I can kind of now say, yeah, I'd be happier with a short trip,
0: but I think I'll get the bug again. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I can see that. I, I I definitely have a longer, um, runway for travel. Like I like the long trips. I like, Because like I mean, especially if we're going to Europe or something, I'm like, we're we're already here and there's so much to see. Um, But I think I definitely hit my max. We did a 90 day trip with a backpack and that was intense. Like you said, I wore a pair of jeans and I had a white tank top, a black tank top and a gray tank top. And like one sweater and one jacket. And that was a doozy.
1: (laughs) Were you like
0: sick of it by the end? I was like, I need to throw these clothes away. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, I kind of got to the point where I'm just like, that's kind of nice. I never have to think about what I'm gonna wear. It's just always (laughs) gonna be the same thing. And I appreciated that. (laughs) I really did appreciate that. Um, But no, that was a really long time. I was kind of ready to not like sleep in different beds every four days. And although we got incredibly lucky with Airbnbs on that trip, every place we stayed was awesome. Um, And I know that's not always the case, though. Anyway, oh, travel. I could talk about travel for such a long time. Me too. But alas, we must wrap up at some point. Mm So Nicole and friends, as we close out today's chat on travel, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two that you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most.
1: And friends, we know leaving a rating and review can sometimes be impossibly hard to figure out depending on where you're tuning in from, but we value your feedback so much. We'd love to hear from you directly, you know, share your travel stories. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know any topics that you'd uh, want us to talk about. So just shoot us an email at hey at canrelatepodcast.com. That's H-E-Y at canrelatepodcast.com or send us a DM
0: on Instagram. Just search Nicole. Paul and Kate can relate. We're so excited to hear from you. And until next time, here's cheers.